Welcome to Young and Adulting, a podcast of the Young Adults community at Christ Fellowship Church. Our hope is to create a safe place for authentic conversation around the ins and outs of life as we all try to navigate following Jesus in the world we live in today. Thanks for joining us and welcome to the conversation. Well, hey, young adults, welcome back to another episode of the Young and Adulting Podcast. My name is Alec, and we are wrapping up season five today, walking through Pastor Ryan's Unbound book. If you haven't watched the other episodes before this, I want to encourage you, go back and listen to them. We've been walking through chapter by chapter of Pastor Ryan's book, What Does It Mean to Live a Life That is Free and Without Our Grave Clothes? And Today, I'm joined by some of my favorite people um, on the planet. They're around the table today, and we have some of our college students joining us. We have Ethan. Come on, Ethan. Tell the people what's up. Hey, what's up? Yeah, come on. (laughs) Then we also have Gavin 9. What is up, everybody? Not Gavin 10. Nope. But Gavin 9. And then we also have my best friend in the world. We have Katie in the room. But um, guys, we have been doing these great things every single episode um, cause they're the, they make a group and they're called icebreakers <laughs> and episode six, we get to end on an icebreaker. And I just want to know what's a fun fact about you. What do people not know? What do they need to know? If there's one thing that you could tell somebody that you would love to tell them, but they never ask, mm. what would that one thing be? And I think pressure's on hey, Katie. <laughs> Guys, first of all, we're like besties at this point. <laughs> I'm more of a purple girl than okay. a pink girl, even though I'm wearing a pink sweater. But yeah, purple is my favorite color. Okay. Specifically lilac. Love it. I love that. Love it. Amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Gavin, is lilac also your favorite color? It is not. Okay. Wow. But I can give you <laughs> my favorite snack. Um, I love goldfish. Really? Yeah. Like classic goldfish? The pretzel ones. Ooh, the pretzel ones are good, but I'm, I'm a classic guy. I gotta, classic keep, gotta guy. keep it OG. I love that. I love that. <laughs> wow. And then Ethan, are you a lilac guy? Are you a goldfish guy? <laughs> or something different? That Whoa. <laughs> I I love blue. Okay. That's my color. And, That's amazing. Um, just any blue. Any blue. A specific blue. And my favorite snack is Doritos. Doritos. Mm. Cool Ranch just Doritos? Both oh, no, not Cool Ranch. But they're blue. But I like the cheesy one. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's a good, that's good that's though. Fine. That's, good that's fine. But, well, guys, we've been walking through uh, this book together. And I just want to say, if you haven't got this book yet from Pastor Ryan, it is an incredible resource and it's helpful for any single believer that's walking with Christ. But we're on our, our final chapter, uh, chapter six. And like we said, we've gone through the past five chapters and really we've got up to this moment um, where this book is all about the story of Lazarus being raised from the dead, that he was in the grave for four days, but then Jesus came on the fourth day and called him out of the grave. And I want to read this uh, passage of scripture for us real quick, uh, because I think it's so uh, important to what we're talking about. But John 11, uh, 44 says, take off the grave clothes and let him go. And what I love about this is that uh, Jesus was proclaiming to the people, hey, your friend that was dead is now alive, mm-hmm. but he's covered in grave clothes and he can't get out by himself. And what I love is that this was really the start of the journey for Lazarus. So something had happened in the past, but now this is a new beginning. It's a new start. He's on the journey. And I think for a lot of us, uh, maybe you've gone on some journeys before, but before we get into like some deep content, uh, 
You guys road trip fans? Come on, anyone ever got on a on a really good road trip, yeah. good journey across the country been, in been an on, RV? Anybody? Mm-hmm. I've been on I've been trips. on one and it wasn't intentional. <laughs> Tell me. So me and my family, it was me, my brother, my sister, and my dad. We were in New York and our flight got canceled. Okay. And we all needed to get back like the next day because my sister had work. I had was I had Vive conference the next day back when we were doing that. Yeah. And I'm like, we're like, well, we need to figure out a new flight. So we got a flight in New Jersey. And so we rented a car and we just started driving, like booking it to New Jersey so we could catch a flight. Yeah. And like, we're driving through the, it was nice. I liked it. And so like, we were just driving through the mountains. We passed by like West Point at one point, like we were in a mountain and West Point was just down there. I'm like, yeah, this is really cool. Like not many people see this. <laughs> and so like, that was our, like the one road trip I would consider. Yeah. Like, it was, I think it was like two, three hours. That's like, awesome, not bro. long, but also just wasn't intentional. Yeah, man, dude. And also like when you're on for the journey, you just see the most random things that you would never have thought you would have passed yeah. like West Point. But I also think what's interesting about living in Florida is that if you go anywhere in Florida, it's, it, it's a road trip, you know, like yeah, where I'm from in Maryland, right. if you drive four hours, you could be in seven different states <laughs> where we are in Palm Beach County. If you drive four hours, you're still in Florida. So um, road trips are, are a little different. I remember one road trip I took was with uh, my wife, Courtney. We were driving from Florida to Maryland, um, but we wanted to be like the overnight people. I don't know why we thought this was a good idea. Like, oh, let me let me just drive overnight. Like, we'll save time. Like, who needs sleep, Ben? Um, basically, we couldn't leave till very late at night because my one friend was getting engaged and we wanted to celebrate with him. And um, I just remember being like 5 a.m. in the car, driving for nine hours straight. And I'm in middle of nowhere south carolina and i have to look at my poor wife and i'm like you have to drive like it was that point (laughs) like my eyes are fluttering i'm trying to stay on the road and i'm like okay and uh, i remember i got in the passenger seat fell asleep immediately but then i woke up an hour later and she's like i can't do it anymore i can't i I, I need you to drive and i was like oh okay great okay i'll take over but uh, we made it to Maryland, plot twist, we made it just fine. Um, nice. But it was it was 16 hours wow. in the car. Wow. Whoa. Mm-hmm. I can barely do three. I can't imagine 16. Yeah. 16 hours 16. in the car. For sure. But That's Ethan, so Katie, any, any road trips? Yeah, well, friends, I'm a convenience girly, okay? I do not do road trips. And funny enough, Ohio keeps bringing, like, being brought up. So <laughs> when I was moving to Ohio, we actually road tripped there. And it was catastrophic. Now, was that from Florida to (laughs) Ohio? West Palm, all the way to Columbus, Ohio. I don't remember how long it was because I was like nine. But I just remember hating it so much. Oh, my gosh. Um, But yeah, I would much rather fly. And because of that experience, I do not like road trips. Wow. I get that. Can't do it. I think I'm the complete opposite. I love road trips. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm usually the one (laughs) driving, so I don't have to deal with the whole like passenger shenanigans. But I love road trips. And I think the longest road trip I've done is going from Florida up to Canada. No way. For the Niagara Falls. Oh what? That was fun. How many, oh how many hours was that? Two days. <laughs> Two two days. days. I don't know. Nice. I just remember we had to stop and sleep, but yeah, it was fun. But like, I mean, why didn't you fly? Like, like Because road trips are fun. No. <laughs> I love road trips. Road trips are fun with the right go. people. Like, That's true. It was yeah, with my family, people. so I would say it's the right people. Yeah, yeah. That's good. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, yeah I, I think there's there's a certain point where like road trips become fun, then this become bearable. Like when you don't want to watch any more movies, in the car that's when you know like okay this is this is too long of a drive like i need to do something else or you can't fall asleep anymore because you've literally just tried to sleep all you can and you yeah. can't your body's like no i don't want to you're like ah too long of a road trip but um 
really when we talk about journeys, right? I think we've all we've all been on one. Um, Ethan, you've been on a much much longer road trip than any of us have. Two days, goodness gracious! But um, really, Lazarus that was the beginning of his journey, right? Uh, of getting out of those grave clothes and stepping into all that God had for him. But we also know this thing is that freedom is not a destination; mm-hmm. it, it's a journey, right? He he got unbound from those grave clothes and his freedom started, but it was not like he made it. It was the beginning of the rest of his life. And we'll have this kind of hear from your guys' perspective. What does that mean to you that that freedom is a journey, not a destination? I would say it's a great relief. It's a great relief knowing that like, if if I look at like a pastor like you, Alec, or or if I look at like a um, pastor Todd, right? It's like, wow, they're on their faith journey, on their freedom journey, they look so perfect, right? But in reality, it's like, all right, well, I'm here. I'm just going to do these small things that over time, it's going to build up and I'm going to be free mm-hmm. indeed. <laughs> yeah. <it was. laughs> so, yeah, it's a great relief. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, and I think to go off of that, like, the only response is gratitude, right? Just, mm-hmm. like, understanding, like, the that the Lord is gracious and merciful hmm. and like understanding that like, we're not going to be perfect overnight. Like it does take time yeah. to be the people that he's called us to be. So it's like, Oh my gosh, like praise God. So yeah, yeah that's my that's cool. That's really good. Um, and it's like, I think it's a, it is like a hundred percent is a journey because when we like give our lives, like we're starting a new life. It's yep. a new mm-hmm. journey mm-hmm. from sure. our old life. It's like when we're getting baptized, we're, the old life stays under and we come out in a mm-hmm. new life. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think so it's like it's starting a whole new journey. And yeah. it's a path that we have to stay consistent on. Yeah. And I think also, have you guys ever found this? And maybe it's not maybe I use the best words, but um when you don't have to work for something anymore, you kind of forget about it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't know if that makes sense, but like I, I love that I'm never just going to a like arrive like oh i've 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 made it i'm i'm here mm-hmm. and i think we've all probably made that at like a certain point in your life then you ask the question well now what mm-hmm. right like, like right. it feels it feels good for a moment you're like but wh- what do i do what do i do now and i think that's what i love about our relationship with christ that it's never like this moment where you're like well now what it's always this growing sure. it's always this pruning it's it's always this process of becoming more like Jesus. And I also think it takes like the pressure off yeah. right. a little bit. Like I remember when I first got saved, I, I was like, oh my gosh, I gotta, like, I, yeah. I gotta be, I'd be perfect. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I like there's so many things that I need to, to do. And, um, it wasn't until I really like understood the process of sanctification of like, mm-hmm. Hey, like daily you are being renewed daily. You're being made like Christ. Like there, there's this process that we're on for the rest of our mm-hmm. lives that, um, that it, it, it's a process we're on with Jesus yeah. and we're constantly growing. Um, and it gives me hope too, because I'm like, man, I'm, I can be better next year than I am today. Like there, there's something to look forward to. Yeah. yeah. When, when, um, something I thought of that you just said, like when you became like a new believer, you're like, oh my gosh, there's like so much stuff I need yeah. to worry about. Like yeah. that reminds me of like when I was younger, I found out about quicksand and I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. I thought it was the worst thing ever. <laughs> I'm like, mom, we cannot go to the beach. There's quicksand everywhere. <laughs> when you like, when you got older, you're like, wait, you like, no. don't have to worry about <laughs> that. Like, yeah. A really rare thing to find. Yeah. actually. <laughs> so I, I think that like perfectly believes like you find out the sanctification, like it takes that pressure off. It takes that pressure off. Yeah. And, and it also allows Jesus to work it out in you too. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another thing too. It's like, okay, it's not on me. Like I, I play a part 
mm-hmm. but it's also a spiritual thing that like mm-hmm. Jesus is making me do. Uh, I, I'm playing a part um, just with him. But I think there also is this this physical component to our freedom uh, because when Lazarus was bound up in graves clothes, right? Like I think about like a mummy, like all those like Egyptian movies we've seen, right? Or like yeah. some, like they're just like wrapped up. They they're so tight they mm-hmm. can't move. Um, but Jesus says, like, now, like, un- undo the grave clothes and let him go. Like, there there was a people around Lazarus that actually, like, set him free. Wow. You know what yeah. I mean? And um, we'd love to kind of hear about that for you guys, because I know there's people in my life that um, mm-hmm. I was stuck in a pit. I was stuck in the muck and the mire. And I had people around me that were encouraging me, that were loving me, that were encouraging me in the word of God that really set me on a trajectory of freedom. And We'd love to hear a little bit from you guys. Like, what, what's been your experience with other people and having that godly community around you that's that's helped you walk out your freedom journey? Yeah, I think about um, some of the family that I've made, like being so involved in church, you know, um, and being around people that, first of all, know the word of God and see life through the lens of scripture is so helpful, super beneficial. But they were able to pour into me and uplift me and pray over me. So, I think about Carmen from Boca. Shout out Carmen. Love her. She's just such an anointed queen, but she's one person that I can think of that really like has had like such a spiritual impact in my life. It's like she's able to like look at me and be like, hey, and like call me up, you know? That's So praise God for her. So it's her and like a lot of other people as well. That's amazing. Yeah. That's really good. I think, um, like, I totally agree with that. Like, the friends and family I've built, like, and made and grown with, like, in the years I've been with CF, I think that's, like, that's a really big community that has helped me. Like, one person in specific would be, like, my best friend, Brayden. Um, he was on, like, a few episodes ago. But um, he is someone who has definitely pushed me and called me not only up, but also called me out. Yeah. Right? yeah like, to right. be, like, a better version of myself, mm-hmm. to keep growing, to keep, like, just learning and having yeah. that heart of, like, to learn. Yeah, so I think that's someone for absolutely, me. and I think Gavin, like that is so good that you mentioned that the called out portion yeah. of it. I think sometimes we're always like, "Call me up, call yeah. me up, call me up, call <laughs> me up." Um, but it's also like, "Hey, like you need to have someone in your life that's mm-hmm. that's correcting you, right?" You know, and, and it's actually, but you're also willing to take that correction and be like, "Okay, like I'm not going to be offended by it. Now I'm not going to be, you know, stubborn about this. Like I'm actually going to take my friend's advice because if they have the best heart for me." If they love me, if they want the best for me, I need to realize that, man, where they're coming from is it's a healthy place. Like Mm -hmm. it's actually what's best for, for me. Um, And I even think about Lazarus, like it'd be so weird if he just like started to go back into the tomb one day and no one was like, no, don't go back there. Like, (laughs) right. Like like, there's people that you have to, like, you got to be reminded Mm -hmm. of like you're called, your your purpose. Like um, there's so many things that we just need to be constantly reminded. And and bro, I love that you touched on that. It's Mm -hmm. amazing. Ethan, what about you, man? What are some people in your life? Yeah, so a really good friend of mine, his name is Ben. Yeah, great guy. I mean, he keeps me accountable a lot like how uh, Braden is to you. He's the same with me, you know, like he keeps me accountable. I call him like, he lives in a different state, but I call him like every like once a month. We yeah. checkups, you know, do checkups. And like, if I'm falling out of line, he calls me up. He's like, hey, you're falling out of line. It's like, but, and if I mess up, he's like, listen, it's okay. Yeah, Let's yeah. get up. Yeah. And let's do better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Have, I think having accountability, people mm-hmm. around us, have, finding someone to open up to fully is very important. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I, I think you touched on that too, Ethan. Like having someone that you can be vulnerable with yeah. is one of the biggest keys to living out our freedom. And 
not saying you need to be vulnerable with every person you meet, right? Yeah, like, right. No, like, <laughs> like the people that love you, the people that trust you. And um, I'll even say for me, I have one friend, his name's Javier. Um, he actually, it's really funny. Um, he was looking to buy a house and he bought a house half a mile away from me. It's like, <laughs> you know, we're, so that's Courtney and I's goal. We're just trying to get all our friends to move within a mile radius of our home. <laughs> but um, he's just an incredible friend that like, he can call me when his business is in a rough place. I can call him when I'm in a rough place. And it's just having those people that, man, they're going to encourage you. They're going to love you. Um, but they also know what I, what I also love about this is like Javi is known where I've been mm-hmm. and he's seen me to where I am now. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also important to have people in your life that like saw you when you were in a rough yeah. spot, yeah. Right. but I've also seen, like they see you where you are right now. And I sometimes feel like we can get in this mindset of like, um, once we get healthy, we kind of like leave those people behind mm-hmm. and then we find new people. They're like, oh, well now they need to mentor me. And it's like, actually no, like mm-hmm. find someone who's seen you in both areas of life because they've seen your worst, they've seen your best, and they're right. going to be able to pass through. They're going to be able to care for you. And that's what I love about him is like, he's seen me at my worst, but that's he's seen awesome. it my best. Mm-hmm. And he can notice, hey, like when I'm, when I'm backsliding, but he also sees me when, when I'm propelling. Um, and it's just important to have people in your life that, yeah. Um, that are consistent. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's another big word is like consistency, especially yeah. with our generation. It's like, no, we need people in our lives that are consistent and that are always there for us. Um, but touching on on vulnerability just for a second, uh, it's a scary thing. Right. I think we can yeah. all say that. Like yeah. it's it's a it's a scary thing. But vulnerability has so much power uh to it. And uh this is what John eleven forty five says. It says therefore many of the Jews who came to Mary and saw what Jesus did, believed in him. And I, I want to ask this question for us. Like, why do you guys think it's so important to like be open about your story? Um, because there's a lot of power in it. Um, yeah. So just share a little bit. Um, why, why do you think it's okay to be vulnerable? What, like, what's, what's the power in that? Yeah. I so. think it's, it's super important to be vulnerable and not have shame in your testimony yeah. just because there's someone out there who can relate to mm-hmm. your testimony. Yeah. There's someone out there who will hear it and be like, me too. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. that's like, that's what I'm walking through. Like, I know with my testimony, um, I'm like a little part of mine. I'm um, growing up. I like going through like high school, um, like late middle school, I got severe like anxiety and depression. And like, I, I question like God's love for me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just yeah. constant like waves of just like, what, like, why am I here? Yeah. Like, what is my purpose? You know, and like that, that was a huge part of my testimony. And I know like I've spoken to other people about this and about shared my testimony and like majority of them are like, me too. Yeah. yeah. I've had that. Like yeah. I've had that waves. I've had those seasons of depression, those seasons of anxiety. And I feel like w- when other people hear our testimony mm-hmm. and like see where we're at now, yeah. that can show them that like God can, God's there for us. Yeah, yeah. You know, God has our back. God is not going to leave us there. He's not going to leave us in that season of depression or anxiety. Totally. He's going to pull us out of that pit. Yep. Yeah. If he did it for you, he can do it for me. Yeah. Period. That's right. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. And I think going off of that, just this idea of like how God can use our mess for a message, right? It's like it's probably like this cliche thing that we hear all the time, but it's like, it's so true. Like, bro, your, your mess can really like minister to the people around you or the people that really need to hear it. Um, and so I think it's so important because I feel like oftentimes the enemy can kind of trick us into um, being shameful or embarrassed about our story. But it's like God's the one that gets all the glory and the praise um, through what he's done and the work that he's done in and through our lives. Right. Yeah. So that goes back to like verse um, the verse in Revelations 
412, where it says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, right? Like your testimony, your story has so much power. And it's like, don't let the enemy trick you into thinking not like powerful, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I think for me, for my testimony, you know, I, I graduated high school and I was very like agnostic atheist. Mm-hmm. So for me, I just had a lot of questions about God and I thought it was like bad to question about God, you know, mm-hmm. and I ended up, you know, opening and being vulnerable. And like, these are the questions I have. I'm so confused about this. How can they, blah, 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 you know, and then, you know, I got the answers and now I'm like, wow, you know, God's not a God of confusion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he has the answers and it's right here you know yeah yeah and he wants to speak to us so yeah yeah <laughs> that's, 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 that's awesome like man. god's he's not a god of confusion he's that's not true. he's not gonna be like oh like go do this but not actually like we don't right. need to overthink it or overcomplicate it it's super simple yeah and so that's that's why i love like hearing that he's not he's not gonna confuse you. he's not gonna throw us off he's not gonna like yeah. oh here's this never mind like here's, here's <laughs> this actually yeah, exactly. no yeah, yeah. he is straightforward like love him and love others like he loved us yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i want to piggyback off of that you know like when god says something he's straight about it like you said and when he says you're set free come on you're set yeah free. yeah like he means that. Yeah. he doesn't mean like you're set free but you know it's like you're set free yeah, yeah. you know period yeah. period nothing i've never said it in my life period but thank <laughs> you Katie, for inspiring me yeah, and I, what I love about, I think, all of our stories is that there's another one of me and there's another one of you out in this world. Mm-hmm. And I think they're just waiting for someone to raise their hand and say, me too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know about you, but I think sometimes pride can creep in mm-hmm. of just like, oh, I don't want to share that. you know. And, and mm-hmm. we can almost like de- dehumanize ourselves. Yeah. Like if we're not vulnerable, we can just kind of be like, ah, I'm sorry you struggle with that. Yeah. Right. And, and but what I think more people actually need is for people to be like, yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I also just want to speak to the shame part of it too. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're found in Christ Jesus, you're forgiven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. there, there, there is there is no shame. And if you feel shame, that's the enemy actually trying to convince you not to share your story. And, and what mm-hmm. I think uh, a tactic of the enemy is is like, no, no, you can't tell people. Because they're gonna think you're the only one, or no, 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 you, you can't tell people because no one else goes through what you're. No, 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 no. and you can go down the list. But what I love is that the moment that you speak it, mm-hmm. the moment that you say it, it loses all power. Um, I think like one of the things that if I can relate this for a second, um, I remember uh, as a kid, whenever I messed up, I would be so nervous to tell my parents. Like so, like I'd have like this overwhelming like fear, like this pit in my stomach of like, oh, like <laughs> what are they gonna do? What are they gonna say? And um, I remember if, when I would finally get like the courage just to like, to speak it and tell them, like, I would feel like this rush, like leave my body of like, mm. oh, yeah, I've said it. And they're looking at me like, it's okay. Right. Oh, it's okay. Mm. And I, I feel like we do that with our sin. I feel like we do that with our lives is that we just like, we hold it up, hold it up, <laughs> hold it up, hold it up. And we keep thinking it's so bad, so bad, yeah. so bad. But the moment we tell somebody, it's just like, yeah, it's a lot yeah. of weight off your shoulders. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. light light has entered the room. Yeah. That like mm-hmm. that so reminds me of like when I, when I was younger. Like my mom, like my mom, like when I was like fifteen, six, my mom would text me like, "Hey, when you talk, when you get home," and like instantly, I'm like, <laughs> "What did I do?" <laughs> Triggered. I'm yeah. like, I go through the whole day of school. I'm like, okay, couldn't be this. I wasn't there. Couldn't be this. I didn't do that. I'm yes. just like thinking of every worst possibility. And then when I get there, she was like, "How's your day?" <laughs> You know, Bro. I'm like, I worried for no reason. I think we do that. Like, yeah. like you said, we do that a yes. lot. Like 
we worry like, am I going to be judged for saying this? Yes. Are they going to think differently differently of me because this has happened in my life? Yes. And like to take what you said, like mm-hmm. we can't have a message without mess. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're literally built in. Dude, funny enough, your mom used to do that. She used to hit me with the call me when you can dot, dot, dot. <laughs> oh, oh, those are horrible. And I'd be like, I had to have an honest conversation with her. I'm like, mom, no, like <laughs> I, I love you. And she's like, why? I'm just, I just want to talk to you. I'm like, when you say in those three words, my anxiety goes through the roof. Like you cannot <laughs> just say, I love you. Call me soon. Like that's, that's, that's all I need. But, um, but yeah, guys, I, I agree. I, I think it's important for us to be open. It's important for us to be vulnerable because, um, man, there's power in our testimony. There's mm-hmm. power in our words. Yeah. Um, but also I don't want to like fake what Jesus has delivered me from. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like his, his grace mm-hmm. and his truth is, um, it covers every part of me not just the parts that I'm unashamed to share. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I want people to be like, oh my gosh, God's grace covers that? Yeah. And if it covers that, it can mm-hmm. it can cover mine. Mm-hmm. Like, I never want to like dial down what Jesus has delivered me from. Because right. that's yeah. like, right. I, I want to give Jesus all the credit. Like, right. no, actually I was, I was messed up, mm-hmm. but because of the grace of God. Right. Like, um, and again, there's power in it. And mm-hmm. again, I think when we're secure in like our identity in Christ of like, hey, like, I'm not my past. Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. um, I'm not what people say about me. I'm not what my sin is. Like, I'm actually who Jesus says I am. We're able to boldly proclaim, man, all that we've been through and the grace of God that covers it. Yeah. So, um, I love that. You know, guys, freedom is a is a journey. Yeah. It is. It yeah. is. It is a journey, and we're never we're never gonna arrive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love it. Right. I love it. I love it. Well, guys, this has been. Um, this has been super fun and uh, we are super, <laughs> we're sad though because we're wrapping up season five Dang of the podcast. Sad. Last oh episode. God. Last yeah. day, but as they always say, last, last one, best, best one. one. But for go. all my friends uh, that are listening, watching on YouTube, if you have not picked up your copy of Pastor Ryan's book yet, I want to encourage you, do so. You can get it on Amazon. It is a great resource to help you live the life that God has called you to live. But even though Young Adults Season 5 is coming to an end, I want to let you know Season 6 is right around the corner. And we have so much for you in this next season that is going to help you in your relationship with Jesus. It's going to help you walk with others better. And we are so excited uh, to start Season 6 in just a couple of weeks. But I want to say thank you to Gavin, Katie, and Ethan. You guys have been incredible. Thank you for joining us on this conversation. And young adults, we love you a lot. We can't wait uh, for season six. We will see you then. But go with God. Have a great day. And we love you guys. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Young and Adulting. Follow us on Instagram at cf.youngadults. And if there's a topic you'd like to talk about, we want to hear about it. Send us an email or leave a comment with your thoughts. We'll see you next time.